You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. Crosses haven't disappeared in our society. They've just simply changed form. When a more compassionate, just, and safe world for everyone is perceived as a threat to privileged people, when those people lash out and seek to silence you, using rhetoric like like being woke as a slur, the Jesus of this week's reading is telling us, keep going. Welcome to episode 485. My name is Herb Montgomery, and our title this week is is what taking up a cross doesn't mean. And our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 16, 21 through 28. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So so seeing Jesus' death as his destiny to, to suffer, that was only one way that early Christians sought to make sense out of his state execution. As we consider uh, this week's reading, what I want us to do is consider that during this time, Jesus' followers were facing persecution and martyrdom for pushing for a world that was safer and more compassionate, more egalitarian, more inclusive. These were changes that would have cost the the privilege, the property, and the powerful who were profiting from their society's injustices and unequal uh, structure. The, the, these changes would have threatened that those in that social location. And what I find most fascinating about this week's reading is that multiple segments of early Christians equated the cross with an unjust backlash from those in power for promoting a more just world, as, as Jesus did when he flipped the money changers' tables in the temple. The, the, the world uh, that was something Jesus' followers were to embrace as part of what it meant to follow Jesus um, in their own social context, this was a, 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 a world that uh, uh, explained why Jesus experienced a state execution in response. A state execution, again, it was not seen as something he suffered. His death was not seen as something that he suffered substitutionally uh, instead of them. Instead, the, remember, the, historically, the cross was Rome's tool 
that Rome used to silence protest, to silence insurrection, um, especially in relation to the Peace of Rome or the Pax Romana. And Christians interpreted at this stage of their history, interpreted the cross as something to participate in rather than as something Jesus suffered in, in their place on their behalf. So you can find this in, in Matthew 10, 38. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Mark 8, 34. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. And Luke 14, 27, whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciples. Again, this was participation, not substitution. Even the Gospel of Thomas, the non-canonical Gospel of Thomas in Gospel of Thomas 55, states, Jesus said, whoever doesn't take up their cross like I do isn't worthy of me. And, and Jesus scholars Marcus Borg and John Dominic Crossan they point out how prevalent in the Gospels this point of view uh, was when, when they write in their book, The Last Week, what the Gospels really teach about Jesus' final days in Jerusalem. They write, for the Gospel of Mark, it is a participation with Jesus and not substitution by Jesus. Mark has those followers recognize enough of that challenge that they change the subject and avoid the issue every time. But, but I, I'm gonna, if, if we leave the subject substitutionary lens and we embrace the gospel's more participatory lens, I want to offer a word of caution this week. And as much as participation, I believe, remedies harmful substitutionary interpretations of Jesus' death, the, the mantra of taking up one's cross or bearing one's cross that's also been used to harm marginalized and disenfranchised communities, as well as people trying to survive abuse. Taking up or bearing one's cross, that has often been used as a metaphor for simply being passive or to passively enduring abuse or injustice by someone who's, who's who, who may be facing those things and pastors they they've used this rhetoric to counsel uh women to stay in abusive marriages it, it, it's it's counsel that's often proven lethal both for men and for women and taking up a cross following jesus we must remember this it doesn't mean putting up with abuse or injustice. It doesn't mean bearing abuse or injustice. The cross, remember, it was the tool of the state that was used against those who were resisting abuse, who were resisting injustice, who were speaking out. They were not being passively silent. Rome used the threat of the cross to quell uprisings and revolts. In other words, the cross is not the original injustice that someone should just simply bear with their hopes and sights set on heaven. The cross was what someone suffered at the hands of the powerful and the elite when that person or others did not simply bear, passively bear, the injustice and the harms of their oppression and marginalization. If you don't speak up, if you, if you remain passive in the face of injustice, 
then there's no cross to bear. A cross only enters the picture when we speak up or speak out, and those in power are threatened enough to threaten us with a cross if we don't shut up. So in those moments, Jesus encourages his followers to speak to speak up, to speak out, to keep pushing for change. This is a far cry from Jesus counseling his followers to simply bear injustice. Jesus encourages his followers this week uh, when they're afraid, when they're experiencing pushback in response to their calls and demonstrations for change, to keep at it, even if they threaten you with a cross for doing so. And, and these are the moments when, remember, we're not self-sacrificing. We aren't choosing to die. We're choosing not to let go of that which is life-giving, that which is just, that which is right and good. Jesus didn't choose to die. Jesus chose to not let go of life when threatened with death for doing so. And there's an important difference here. If we define the cross as, as passive, uh, that, uh, as passivity, then, uh, and a passivity especially that we should imitate, then how we respond to injustice and wrongs in our world will also be passive. We'll set our sights on a future heaven. We'll leave our present world untouched, unchallenged, and unchanged. But if we define the cross as punishment for speaking up, uh, especially speaking up for a safer, more compassionate, just world here and now, we'll see it as the punishment that, that we're not to allow to silence us. That we're not to let it cause us to be passive. Uh, we'll bear it as, as we keep working to make the world a better place. And that will change our response to injustice and abuse in our daily lives. Choosing death, remember, doesn't bring life. Choosing life brings life. And in that very next statement of our reading this week, Jesus says, whoever wants to save their life, and remember, that would be by choosing to be silent, they'll lose it. The abuse and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the injustice will continue, but whoever loses their life for me, in other words, they speak out about the harms being committed. They'll find it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, remember, by being silently complicit in injustice, and yet forfeit their soul, their, their being, who they are, or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And again, this was written at a time in Galilee when the Jesus-following community was experiencing persecution for their vision of a society where everyone was taken care of. That vision, which was inspired by Jesus, was a threat to those profiting from inequity. And what does this all mean for us today? That's the real question. Think back to a time when you experienced pushback for speaking out against injustice. Were you encouraged not to rock the boat or just remain silent? Were you misguidedly told uh, uh, that, that you just simply should bear your cross. That situation, again, was not the cross for you to bear. That was injustice. Jesus, the Jesus of our story this week, encourages you to keep speaking out, even if those who are disturbed threaten you with the cross. And I want to be clear here. The cross is not an intrinsic part of following Jesus, because following Jesus is not a death cult. It's a life path. The cross only becomes part of following Jesus when those threatening or, or those threatened by a more just world, when they choose to use the cross to threaten you in response. It's at that moment that Jesus says, don't let go of life. And we're witnessing this 
I think in our own country here in the U.S. daily, from courtroom judges who are receiving death threats for doing what is right and privileged people being threatened by multiracial, diverse democracy, to, to men responding in fragility to a doll movie or cisgender people feeling attacked when trans people experience equality and justice. There are so many, many stories. Crosses haven't disappeared in our society. They've just simply changed form. When a more compassionate, just, and safe world for everyone is perceived as a threat to privileged people, when those people lash out and seek to silence you, using rhetoric like, like being woke as a slur. The Jesus of this week's reading is telling us, keep going. It's working. Even in the face of threats, keep speaking out, working alongside those our present system deems as the least of these. Heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight and podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what does taking up a cross mean to you? Share and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, <clears throat> big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you'd like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries work, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the new threads. If you haven't done so already, follow us on your chosen social media platform for our daily posts. And also, if you like listening to this podcast, please take a moment this week to leave us a positive review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on. This helps others find this podcast as well. And also, I want to share that we're partnering this year in a new weekly YouTube show with uh, Todd Leonard. Each week, we'll be talking about the Gospel Lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about that reading in the context of love, inclusion, and societal justice, and our hope is that that talk will be just, as in justice, but that also something we will say during that time would inspire you alongside us to do more than, than just talking. If you, if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find Just Talking each week on youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. Once you're there, please like, subscribe, hit the notification button, leave us a comment. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. And lastly, my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels, is now also available at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are this week, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Thank you.